0: Welcome to Actually Authentic. This is Maria. And this is Liv. And today we have an exciting episode. We're going to be talking a little more about dating and some red flags that you should watch out for if you're trying to find that forever partner and you're just starting out in the dating scene. So we know summer is a perfect time for dates and Um, spending time with different people. You know the song Summer Lovin'? That's what keeps playing in my head um, during this conversation. But, yeah, that's kind of why we wanted to discuss this topic today.
1: Yeah, and we know that it can be kind of like, I don't know, dating can be very saturated and you meet a lot of people. And so I think it's good to kind of go knowing in, like, what your red flags are so that you can kind of identify them with the people that you're dating because if you if you don't really know any red flags or you don't know what like red flags are to you or like what yours specifically are, you can end up with somebody that doesn't really compliment you as well or just isn't a good life partner, which we don't want that. So we just want to give you guys some general examples of red flags and what to look out for when you're choosing to date somebody.
0: Yeah, it can be really hard when you first meet someone because at least for me, I always try to look for the best in people, which is Mm -hmm. a good quality. But when you're trying to find um, someone who is your forever partner, the person that has your back and that you can rely on, you don't want to be overlooking these kind of red flag qualities. Um, So you got to be careful with that.
1: And I mean, I feel like you can get into like that honeymoon phase too, where you're just like so into each other. So you like tend to also ignore
0: the things
1: that you might not like about that person, which, I mean, everybody, like, has things that I think you don't – like, nobody's perfect. Like, there's definitely things that I do that annoys Brandon and, like, vice versa. But it's about, like, looking out for, like, the major things of somebody being, like, toxic within a relationship. So if you have some ideas going in, I feel like you're less likely to get sucked into that honeymoon phase. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true. I remember when Dallin and I were first dating – I wanted to take it really slow and not get super official really fast and um, have it a little more chill. But then when we did get official, I do remember that honeymoon phase. And for me, I've matured so much since when we were dating. Um, it's kind of crazy. But I think back of some of the the red flags that I might have had or even like other people that I had dated that I've grown out of now. So that's another thing too that's kind of hard is someone might have this red flag, but it depends how, I don't know, how large it is or how fast it's waving. You know, like some, some of these things people can work through or what I'm trying to say is if you're dating someone that you really like and maybe they have one of these red flags, don't like drop them completely super fast, but just be aware. And if it doesn't get better, if it gets worse, then you can think about dropping them. <laughs> you know?
1: That's why I feel like red flags are personal because you don't want an aspect or personality of somebody and they're not willing to change that. And that's a red flag for you. Mm-hmm. And then that damages your relationship. So it's about finding the qualities that. I guess you're like okay with somebody having and they're okay working through it because I mean people don't change a lot of times they're not very easily so if it's a huge huge red flag and they aren't willing to change which I mean I just again I just don't think that when somebody has a t- super toxic way of life and they've lived that way their whole life like it's going to change in an instant so I'm not saying try and fix that person and stay with them and be a fixer but like again like Maria said you just need to find that scale on how big of a red flag it is and if they could evolve from that but that's of course your judgement
0: exactly cuz everybody has some type of issue and like liv was saying it's just depending on your personality and what you are okay with putting up with and versus what you are not cuz i know some people they have different red flags for them that would be a huge issue and then another person wouldn't really care as much so it's just it all depends but let's jump into the list <laughs> of red flags for today
1: so first of all i think this is a really good love or a really good red flag to look for it's called love bombing so this is when a person is basically influencing you by demonstrating affection or love and this could be through like any sort of love language like touch gifts casual like um or not casual but like attention or like spending time with you uh and Love bombing, I guess they online it says it can be a positive thing, but a lot of times when it's in the red flag era, it's because somebody's using love bombing to manipulate you or, like, have Mm -hmm. a gain of their own will.
0: Yeah, or maybe if they, at the beginning of the relationship, do all this crazy love bombing stuff, and then once they have you, they're, like, super, I don't know, not as nice. or Yeah, trying to manipulate you, yeah
1: yeah, I'm going to take you out for all these nice dinners. You get all these gifts or they do, they're do they willing to do anything for you. And then, like, let's say you get in an argument and then they're like, well, I did all this stuff for you. So, you know, or they say, well, I did X, Y, and Z for you, so you should do this for me. You know what I mean? Like they they turn it around on you and you do not want that.
0: <laughs> yeah, not okay. The next one I'm going to share is not introducing you to their friends or family. Okay, this one just really sketches me out because if you're really close with someone and they keep like being really avoidant when like you bring up their friends or their family and they don't want to introduce you, that is just so weird to me. And maybe if like it's a brand new relationship, they have a weird relationship with their family, but at least figure it out. And if you notice them doing this, maybe ask them why because, I mean, some people might have reasons, but still, I don't like it. It, make, it makes me feel gross.
1: <laughs> I think it's weird. I I understand waiting on, like, parents and stuff till you feel like you're pretty serious, but if they're, like, if you're dating and it's been, like, even, like, a few weeks or, you know, a month and you're, like, for sure dating each other and they haven't introduced you to anybody that they know, like, I just feel like that's weird because,
0: yeah, I don't know. are they embarrassed it, it, of you? Or? Yeah, or
1: like ashamed to be with you, which like is totally wrong. Like, and you shouldn't want to be with somebody that puts you in that light. So I definitely think that's a red flag. Or it's like, it could be like that. Or they are afraid that you'll find out something about them through their friends and family. So they just kind of keep you in your own little corner uh, so that you can stay unaware. So I've seen that kind of happen too. So yeah. That's definitely a red flag and something to keep an eye out on, especially, like, if you're in a serious relationship and you eventually get married, those are the people that you're going to be around, like, especially the family part. So if you don't even mesh well with those people, yeah, it, then, it, you know, that can cause a lot of problems, you know?
0: Yeah, it's important for you to know the type of people they like to hang out with on the friend side and then also their family, because if you did get serious with them, they'd be your family too.
1: Totally agree. Exactly. My next red flag is ignoring your boundaries. I think this is huge and not cool. If you lay out specific boundaries, which I mean, you typically do in any, you know, casual or even serious relationship. I feel like you have boundaries in any sort of relationship you have, whether it's like platonic or not. But somebody that like, I just feel like when somebody ignores your boundaries, that's like a direct like slap to the face. Like they don't really like respect you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you shouldn't have to keep telling them no, I already told you I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. And if they keep pushing you, yeah, that's not okay. They don't respect you at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like sometimes people, oh, I forgot, like they try to play dumb or something. And it's like, no, yeah. like, you know, Maybe that works <laughs> don't even once, try that. But if you
0: do that more than once, it's just like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> and I mean, boundaries are so healthy in a relationship. And if that's constantly being crossed, I just feel like that creates a toxic site. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you lose your boundaries in a relationship, you're kind of losing yourself because everyone should put themselves first in any relationship, whether it be like a romantic or friendship or just a family relationship. And if you let people walk all over you, you just lose who you are and you're always going to think you have to put yourself second, which is not true. And you, should, you shouldn't have to get into that habit when starting a relationship. Mm-mm.
1: No, I, I'm a firm believer of the, that you are still your own person. You're still an individual in a relationship. Just because you're with somebody doesn't mean you have to mesh together in every single area of your life. So respecting boundaries is very important.
0: Yeah, I think it's almost... Well, it is better if you can continue to have yourself and find yourself even though you are in a relationship. Because you never know what's going to happen. And um yeah. Life is just really hard and sometimes you might get separated from your spouse some way or another and you're going to have to fend for yourself. So exactly. it's good to practice that. So true. The next one I have is bad-mouthing their exes or even like family members. If you notice you're talking to someone and they're like talking bad about their mom or dad a lot or um, talking about their ex and how horrible they were, That's probably not someone you want to get with. One, they seem really negative. Two, if it's their ex, why are they still talking about them? And three, they might do the same thing to you. Because I've heard people who do not speak very kindly of their parents. And that is just a huge, like, red flag for me. Like, I get it if the parent did something not great. And maybe they're opening up to you and venting. but if they're just bad-mouthing, it, it, that's not cool.
1: No, I think if it's, like – because I think it's okay to, like, recognize, especially with, like, exes and stuff that, like, maybe they did something bad to you or you ended badly and, like, sharing that experience with somebody's good. But if it's, like, a constant, like, every, like all the time they're talking about them and they almost, like – you know what I mean? Like, even with my, with my ex that I had, I'm like, yeah, we were both young and – it's not like, I don't know, you don't want to if you have an ex and it didn't end well, it's I just recommend not holding on to it. You should be able to move forward and recognize, I guess, the time in your lives and other things. And it doesn't mean you have to like be like, oh yeah, my ex was awesome when you're with somebody else, if they ask you about like your previous dating experience. But if you're constantly like, I don't know, it's a it's a balance between recognizing that phase of life and recognizing nobody's perfect, but also recognizing toxic behavior you may have experienced. But, like, you don't want to constantly, like Maria said, like, bad-mouthing your ex. And I do think that with parents and family, the way that somebody treats their family really reflects, you know, how they might be treating you in the future as well once you're past that beginning relationship phase. And, yes, there are, like, I mean, there are certain boundaries and things. Like, just because they're family, they don't get a free pass for being a jerk to you. But, again, it's just about, like Maria said, not being around somebody who's constantly being negative and talking negatively about people and gossiping. I just think that doesn't create a very happy environment.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be with someone who's obsessed with gossiping or having a negative attitude. Like, you don't want that obsessiveness around you.
1: Um, I also think that another red red flag is when somebody is super jealous. And this could be, like, with your... I I would say like when jealousy with a relationship where it comes out the most sneakily in the beginning is like where you spend your time like they're jealous if you want to go hang out with your friends or your family or you know what I mean or it's like you're like oh I'm gonna go do this like I don't know trip and with my girlfriends and they're like well I don't want you to do that like they get kind of jealous with your time or like I don't know if you, I don't know that's like probably the biggest thing that I've seen that's not very good when it comes to jealousy.
0: yeah. That can get hard because I know some people just naturally get jealous or um, it's just something that they feel because they're really protective over their person. But Mm -hmm. if it gets to an unhealthy amount, yeah, that's not okay. They can't be limiting the things you do because, like we were talking about earlier, you're yourself. You can make your own choices. You shouldn't have to listen to what this person tells you you have to do.
1: Yeah, and I would say, like, the biggest thing, like, is it negatively affects you when they're letting their jealousy take over their whole personality so they get jealous of like other people in your life and you know again like your time and where you spend it and obviously like when you're in a relationship you have certain boundaries and there's times where you plan things together when you plan things not together but if they're like always on the ball like jealous of every little thing you do anybody that you spend time with that's when it can get kind of toxic
0: yeah another thing to watch out for is the person trying to move things too quickly so if you just started dating or you went on your first date and they want to make it official at the end of that date or X, Y, and Z, they're talking about marriage after the first week, mm-hmm. I think... You or like they want to move in super quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think you should take a pause because, I don't know, you someone can put up a front and a fake in a week so easily. Like, it's really easy to play the part. That's why, mm-hmm. for me, I'm... I always like dating someone for at least a year until I make any huge commitment because they can't fake it that long. And if you're hanging out with them consistency, I feel, consistently, I feel like their real personality will slip out. Right. Um, and there's no need to rush these things. Like, why are they rushing it? Is it because they want to trick you into the relationship? I don't know. It just seems a little sketchy to me.
1: Yeah, definitely take your time and take the time that you feel is right for you I think and make sure that when you're evaluating like going to a next step of relationship that it's the decision isn't based on solely like those honeymoon feelings and like you have to look at the whole picture like you can look at everything that you love about that person and but that's not necessarily what you want to lead your decisions in. you also want to see okay like what don't I like like and is that okay with you and that I feel like if it is then you'll kind of know where to gauge what step you're ready for in your relationship. But it's all about, I don't know, seeing that full picture and not letting just the honeymoon emotions direct your decision. Exactly. Another red flag is I think if they make fun of you, if somebody makes fun of you that you're with, unlike whether it's like your interests or your hobbies or what, you know, who you are as a person, like, I don't know, some people just have quirky things that we all do. We're all different. And so if somebody is making fun of you for things and like there's a difference between like teasing, obviously, and some people have different like personalities and ways of joking, but they're constantly nitpicking and making fun of the things that like you want to do in your life. I just think that's not cool. You want somebody who's supportive of who you are as a person and supportive of your goals and your life. And yeah, I just. That doesn't scream supportive to me when they're, when they're constantly making fun yeah, of you. Yeah, it's
0: really important to get on that same level of teasing, too. Because some people, they might have grown up with a family that always teases each other. So they might just start teasing you out of habit. And if they tease you about something that isn't okay, definitely tell them. And if they don't fix that, then, yeah, definitely take a step back. Because you don't want to be with someone who's always making you feel degraded or... Worse about
1: yourself. Yeah, words are really important in relationships. And I feel like sometimes when it gets toxic with the making fun, sometimes they'll be like, oh, well, I'm just kidding. It's like, well, but I don't care if you're just kidding. Like, you're affecting the way I feel about myself. So, yeah, like Maria said, kind of see how their family is, talk to them about it, and if they're willing to reel it back. But again, for me, it'd be a deal breaker if they really couldn't, like, I don't know, improve on something like that. The next one. I was thinking
0: about is involves friends, and there's a few, so I think it kind of goes together. So if they have no friends, that's a little alarming. And then also, if they do have friends, but you don't like them, like maybe their friends are really rude or obnoxious or X, Y, and Z, both of those things can be a red flag.
1: It kind of shows you what kind of people they like to surround themselves with. Um, some people are really introverted, but if you don't have any friends, that just shows me that maybe you don't have the greatest social skills. And if you don't have the greatest social skills, how are you going to be in a serious relationship if you can't communicate very well? You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, or maybe yeah, they can't keep a relationship um, just because of certain little quirks they have. And with the friends, if you don't like any of their friends, how how do you expect moving forward and hanging out? With people as a group in the future. Because I think that's really important as a couple to be able to hang out in other groups with other people or other couples.
1: You should be able to like want to surround yourself with people that they like really love or, you know, like spend time with. So it, and I mean, your social people, like they're just because they are with you doesn't mean they're gonna wanna drop their friends. So, like, I just feel like, and you shouldn't expect them to either. So if you don't connect and you don't fit well, then I would maybe advise to keep moving on because, I don't know, social aspects are just so important in a relationship. And, yes, friends aren't number one, like, ultimately, like, when you're in a serious relationship, it's between you two. But, again, they shouldn't have to, like, evolve their whole friend group for you and they shouldn't expect you to do it either. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and this doesn't mean you have to be best friends with all of their friends. Because we get it. Um, Sometimes there's certain people who you just don't click with. Maybe there's one friend that you don't, like, he's a little too assertive for you. And you don't like hanging out around him. But the rest of his friends are fine. I think that's fine. It's just if all of his friends have this really, um, his or her friends have this interesting vibe. And you're like, ah. I don't I don't feel comfortable or I couldn't hang out with these people then maybe you should be rethinking the relationship
1: and I would say the last red flag that I want to talk about is gaslighting this is an obvious one I would say if they're constantly gaslighting you don't don't you're wasting your time And your emotions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, Liv, what exactly is gaslighting for the listeners who don't know?
1: Well, it's basically, like, I would say gaslighting is almost, like, invalidating your feelings. Like, if you feel a certain way about something or you get upset and they gaslight you into thinking either, like, oh, that's insignificant, that doesn't matter, you're overreacting, like, and they just invalidate your emotions, especially in fights, if they don't validate you, and they just make you feel bad for feeling the way that you do about something, I would say that's kind of like the definition of gaslighting. Yeah.
0: I looked it up on Google, too. And, yeah, what you said is exactly what it says. A form of psychological manipulation which the abuser attempts to sow self-doubt and confusion in their victim's mind.
1: Yeah, not cool.
0: Typically, gaslighters are seeking to gain power and control over the other person by distorting reality and forcing them to question their own judgment and intuition. Yeah, the interesting thing with gaslighting for me is that I've seen it in many different forms. Not necessarily in my relationships, but just over the course of my life, I've seen people slightly do it where they might not even know they're gaslighting the person. They're just trying to get what they want, but they don't really mean to do it that way. Or I've seen people who lie to... The person they're with and say that never happened. And then the person they're with, because this person keeps lying to them, they end up thinking they're crazy and that they can never trust themselves.
1: Yeah, it's not always in like a heat of a moment, really obvious thing. So you definitely have to look out for it, help for it in a relationship. So I feel like if you're constantly feeling like you don't know yourself, like Maria said, or like you can't trust yourself, or you felt one way about a situation and then you talk to your significant other and you now you're questioning your your thoughts or your intuition uh, or your gut I would say that's a really good way to kind of recognize that slight manipulation and gaslighting over time and again like I just feel like it's super disrespectful and manipulation is not cool in any form and if it's happening to you That's just, that's not a healthy thing for you or for the other person really. So gaslighting is definitely a no.
0: It's important to analyze how you feel when you're with them and after. Because if you notice yourself being in a super great mood at the beginning of the day, you did your work, your school, then you go to hang out with your significant other. And then you start feeling like really depressed or like self-doubt. If those are the feelings you get when you're with them it's not worth it. Even if it's like 50% of the time, like let's say only half the time you feel that way, that's still bad.
1: Yeah, definitely get out of that relationship. I just gaslighting is a no. <laughs> it's a hard no because it just affects how you feel about yourself, how your day-to-day life is. Manipulation ain't cool. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And the last one I'd want to talk about, which is really interesting to me, is if the person spends all of their time on only you. Yeah. This is a red flag.
1: (laughs) Well, it's almost like controlling that environment and always knowing where you're at. Like It's kind of like that suffocating on top of you all the time kind of relationship. And like we've talked about, you're still an individual. You still should be able to be with your friends and do your hobbies and not always have to be like attached at the hip. Yeah,
0: I chose this one because when I first started dating Dallin, this is a little bit how I was. Once I started dating someone, I – Just wanted to be with them all the time. I didn't have, well, I have hobbies, but I pushed them aside because I was more interested in just hanging out with Dallin. And this was something I had to grow and mature and learn for myself because you don't want to be with someone who you're all they think about and you're all they're focused on. Um, It's just not healthy for that person. People need other interests and it shouldn't be on you to always entertain them. That's a lot of energy, which I don't think you should have to give. They should learn to find other things that they can find joy in and occupy their time with.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't, like, disvalue your time together or your relationship when you're allowed space and to do other things. It it nurtures the relationship. And, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, what would you even have to talk about if you only ever talked to each other or only spent time with each other, you know? When you're able to go experience other things, you know what I mean? You're able to be like, yeah, I did this today. You know what I mean? So you kind of have, I don't know, more of that diversity still in your relationship.
0: Exactly. And I wasn't, like, I don't think I did this all the way when we first started dating, but I definitely did this a little bit. So I totally get it when you're, like, really excited about a new relationship and you just want to be with that person all the time. But I did struggle when he was busy because I didn't know what to do. I. And I just leaned on him, and it was hard, so it's important for you or your partner to find other hobbies to stay entertained. It's
1: just making sure that that this like kind of trait isn't the prime- a primary part of your person of your relationship and your personality so again, all these red flags that we talked about, you know people can work through them, people mature and grow. But some of these, I think, are real deal breakers and you can assess what, you know what I mean, what those are for you too, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, some of them are a little more scary, so watch out. And But other ones, yeah, if they only slightly show it, yeah, I feel like you could work through it or all of that. But this, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode and our tips and that you can look out in your next relationship or the relationship you're in and kind of. Just give it a look over, analyze it, see, is there anything I should be paying attention to here or a little, are there any red flags?
1: Yeah, hopefully this was helpful for you guys and pop on our Instagram and let us know what what you think are red flags that you look for in your relationships. But thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.